the free for all roundtable. Round two. On round two today. Sorry, just bringing up my topics here so we have the menu in front of me. We have Sunira Chaudhry, employment lawyer at Workley Law. Robert Benzie is the Queen's Park Bureau Chief for the Toronto Star. Richard Krause, host of the podcast Last Call with Richard Krause. And uh, let's start actually with something that um, caused considerable anguish, I think, this morning to people listening to a conversation of a woman who says she was sexually assaulted. She reported it to police. She actually testified in court. And then because they can't find enough court workers and they've had to delay things, they got to the the trigger point where the trial had to be canceled and the, this case thrown out. Uh, Robert Benzie, I'll start with you on this one. This is only the latest time we've had to uh, cancel. And often it's a serious offense. Well, exactly, John. And this is not a new phenomenon, unfortunately. This goes back Gosh, more than 30 years when with the, uh, the Askoff decision uh, that saw criminal cases getting thrown out because the accused weren't uh, given enough time or, were, or, or they waited too long for a trial and it was de- deemed to uh, violate their constitutional rights. So it's a it's a big problem. This is a really heartbreaking case. I mean, we know from uh from unfortunately we know that 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 some the, that such cases aren't often prosecuted because victims don't want to come forward understandably and when something like this happens it's going to make it even harder to to get a to get a conviction in a case like this in the future and this is this is a really sad story Sunira, i often hear that this is owing to a shortage of court workers and there's considerable churn apparently people come and work in the court system but then they're dissatisfied and they leave and And you have to wonder why we can't get our act together if you're going to let an accused rapist off the hook. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely, John. And I think that when it comes to the the type of burnout, the type of turnover we're hearing among court staff across this uh, province in particular, uh, that that's a huge question for the Ministry of uh, Attorney General with no answers. And the judge in this case, Judge uh, Brock Jones, said there's no reason this case could not have been completed had the court been properly staffed. And of course, you know, on the civil side, John, as a civil litigator, we have seen a lot of delays, these delays certainly have impacted cases being brought forward, but that's on the civil side. These are not criminal cases that are being stayed. And in criminal cases, uh, of course, in in Canada, they have to be prosecuted within a reasonable time frame. It is 18 months. So in the case of, of Emily that we're, we're, we're talking about today, the the incident or the alleged incident occurred in January of 2022. And it's, it's, it's being thrown out at the end of 2023. It seems short, but this is the high sort of bar that the that the Supreme Court of Canada has held that criminal charges have to be prosecuted within that t- time frame. That means the courts have really got to speed up. They don't have the delays. Um, they, they don't have the excuses for delays that they might once have, and they certainly have failed on this one. And Richard Cross, I was having lunch with uh, some of the team members on our show yesterday, and somebody observed, it just seems like nothing works these days. And here's another example. 
Absolutely, it does. And this is another example. It's infuriating, uh, but not surprising to me. I heard this story and I heard your interview with this young woman and it's heart wrenching. And I cannot imagine the frustration and anger and probably fear uh, that she's experiencing right now because she did nothing wrong. And yet uh, this court case was tossed out. A rapist allegedly uh, was set free because of essentially, you know, a paperwork error. They fired, they don't have enough people to uh, do the case, so they have to uh, throw it out. And that is just simply not acceptable. A scenario was saying, you know, court workers are burned out and burnout comes from being short staffed, from not having enough people to do the jobs that are uh, necessary to get the overall system up and running properly. And if that's the case, someone has to step in and just say, we're doing a mass hiring here because we cannot allow uh, people who uh, have not yet been proven guilty. So let's, you know, think that perhaps they're guilty uh, or innocent, rather. Uh, Let's assume that they're guilty. Walk free because of uh, a a glitch in the system. It's not fair for the victims uh, and it's not fair for society just generally as a whole. Few things are more joyless and old-fashioned than the beer store. And apparently the (laughs) province is gearing up to notify the owners of the beer store that they're not going to renew what they call the master agreement, which always sounds very Harry Potter to me. Uh, But Sunira, are we going to miss the beer store? Oh, come on, John. When's the last time you went to the beer store? I don't know how, I don't know if Benzie has or Richard. I mean, you could go to the LCBO. A lot of people go to their local grocery store now, especially if you're in and around a city. Uh, I, and beer stores, I mean, they're, they're, they're so, I, I mean, where they're located, it's kind of bizarre. You really have to make a special trek out to the beer store most of the time. But I mean, the, the fact that the beer store has been able to exist for absolute lack of competition is the only reason why it still exists. And every industry uh, needs that sort of disruption, needs competition. A lot of Canadians have complained about the cost of, of alcohol. This is one of the reasons why, because the beer store was able to sit in in, in a semi-monopoly for, for as long as it has. So I don't think anyone's going to miss it. I, I don't think in a year or two when we don't see the beer stores around, anybody's going to care. Yeah, Richard Krauss, Sunir is absolutely right. I haven't darkened the door of a beer store in a good long time. I tend to put my returnable bottles out in small batches. In front of the house. Listen, had you asked me, I would have thought that they were already all closed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't gone to one uh, in so long. There used to be one just down the street from where I'm sitting right now. Yeah. It closed uh, ages ago and has just sort of you know dissolved and, and fallen apart over time. Nothing much has been done with the space that was there. But I walk past that every now and again, and it's a it's a reminder of what once was. But seriously, I would uh, it, this makes no difference to my life, and I don't imagine it makes a difference to a lot of people's lives. There will be jobs lost. Absolutely. But hopefully maybe the LCBO or someone can uh, soak up some of those workers. Uh, Other than that, I would have thought they were already gone, closed. Robert Benzie, Scott Reed on round one was saying there are some aspects to the beer store model that we may end up missing. What what might they be? Well, certainly, and Scott knows a lot about this because he was involved in the negotiations of that master framework agreement when Premier Kathleen Wynne's government was in power. And he was what, is, what he was saying on round one is is bang on. It is a very complicated uh, thing to undo, and 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 in part that's because the beer store is one of the world's biggest and most successful 
um, recyclers. Uh, I mean, they recycle something like 97% of their products. It's a really, really high rate. They've won awards for that. And they also do the recycling for all of our booze bottles. Now, I, I'm like you, John. I just leave mine out. It's my it's my redistribution of wealth, I suppose. And someone <laughs> comes and grabs my grabs my uh, wine bottles and, and <laughs> takes them back to the LCBL and gets their 20 cents for the bottle. <clears throat> but uh, where are you gonna? Where is that going to be done if it's not done at, at the beer store? And I think that's something that the government has to look at. The government pays uh, the brewers who own the beer store a lot of money every year to handle that recycling because it's really tough to do. You're not going to be able to take your bottles back to a 7-Eleven or a or a, a, your local corner store and Loblaws and 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 the Metro and the other grocery chains that currently sell beer. They don't want the recycling done out there on their location. So that's that's an, uh, one of the unintended consequences of this. And and as Richard mentioned, the jobs. There's about six six or seven thousand people who work for the beer store. Those are unionized employees. So if this uh, this Canadian icon kind of vanishes, what happens to those workers? That's something that the government has to consider too. Richard, you've been a bartender and a server. What do you make of the province moving to ban unpaid restaurant shifts? Very common in the oh, business to get uh, somebody I'm to work a lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, this has been going on forever. Uh, you would come in, uh, work uh, a, a shift, maybe a few shifts in a row, uh, as much as up to a week without getting paid, just sort of as a as a way of, of you know, observing you and seeing whether you were uh, suited and uh, fitted for the restaurant you were working in. And it's a terrible thing. I heard Jerry talking about it earlier and likening it to an audition. I don't think so. I think of an audition as being like a job interview. You don't get paid to go to a job interview. That's you put your resume together, you go, you uh, do what you do, and hopefully you get the job. Anything from that point on, once you get the job, should be paid. And this idea that you train uh, for free uh, is unacceptable. And in many of the restaurants that I worked in, uh, you would work for a few days or a week uh, shadowing, what they call shadowing someone, uh, and the other person would do virtually no work, keep all the tips, and you didn't get paid. And it was the worst system then. And decades later, uh, it remains so. It has to stop. Robert Benzi, there seems to be a very um, almost socialist labor minister. He's doing a lot of things for the common worker. Well, I mean, this the new Labour Minister, David Buccini, is building on the legacy of Monty McNaughton, the former Labour Minister who's left politics a couple months ago to go into the private sector. And it's about I mean, it's it's part of what Doug Ford uh, did with his big blue collar machine in the 2022 election is to appeal to unionized workers. They got a, they, the Tories got the endorsement of eight unions, private sector unions in the last election. That's unheard of. In the in the days of Mike Harris, they liked having fights with organized labor. Uh, Mr. Ford doesn't want those. Uh, particularly maybe with public sector unions, teacher unions and so on. He might like a, a skirmish here and there. But I think they they realize that for their voter coalition, they have to appeal to, to working folks. And I think that it's smart politics. It's also pretty progressive in the sense that you uh, i agree with richard you should not they they already did stuff to get rid of unpaid internships and 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 jobs and that's the same sort of thing is exploiting people uh and it's it's just not fair well and this is your field of endeavor sanira i i just would argue nobody should ever have to work for free 
Absolutely, John. You took the words right out of my mouth. When it comes to work, you know, as a law firm owner, I get a lot of people emailing me saying, I'd love to volunteer for you. Absolutely not. As an employer, employers should not be setting up a culture to expect people to work for free. If you are going somewhere and you have to do an audition, you've got to work for a week for free or volunteer, it probably isn't the place for you that creates a horrible power imbalance that will be very difficult for an employee to rectify, especially if they got hired. Thank you all. Good to have you this morning. Richard Krause, Sanir Chaudhry, and Robert Benzi. Catch the Roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.